Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football Briefing with John Maselli and Jason Spencer. We're here to bring you the latest updates and fantasy football insights from the world of football, and uh, we'll be sharing news with you every day and talking about it from a fantasy football perspective. For today, we are discussing the start of NFL free agency, including the trade of DeAndre Hopkins, the blockbuster trade, the signing of Austin Hooper, and a few of the other minor signings from today. Also, we will update you as to what relevant fantasy players have not yet signed and um, you know what we're thinking about that as the days come and these players start to be added to teams. So we'll just kick it right off with the blockbuster trade that happened earlier today, which resulted in DeAndre Hopkins being traded from the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals um, in, in exchange for David Johnson, and there were picks exchanged in the deal as well. We're not so worried about the picks, but we are interested in thinking about what this means from a fantasy perspective with one of the best, if not the best wide receivers in the game being moved and uh, a a previously elite fantasy running back being moved as well. Um, So Jason, let me get your take on what you thought about the trade and uh, what it means for fantasy football. All right. Well, first things first, I have to say that that was one of the stupidest trades I've seen in my entire life. Uh, when I when I first saw that the uh, Texans got DJ, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I don't really put too much stock into that. I don't think he's as good a player as he was. I don't think he's the player he once was. But then uh, I saw it was for for Nuke. I think I peed myself a little bit because <laughs> that was. That was the stupidest thing I've seen in my life. Um, the fact that a top three player can get traded for an injury-prone running back who played behind Kenyon Drake last year, mm-hmm. along with, what, a second-round pick was very f- funny to me. I don't know. I, I would be very upset if I were a Texans fan. Um, it's, it seems like a trend overall with um, trades. that It's always weird when you see it, for especially for elite players, and it just seems like the compensation just was not enough. I don't know if you if you get that feeling, but I get that feeling a lot when I see football trades. I mean, I definitely get that feeling a lot, but this is I have to say was like one of the worst trades I've seen in my life. I mean, I mean, I, it depends how much they are valuing David Johnson, but I don't know. Hopefully not highly, but you know, I mean, I guess they were. So yeah, it seems like they were. So that's their business. Um, so what did you think though? Um, whether it's for the Cardinals players, either the players involved in the trade or not, what do you think in terms of fantasy football? Who do you think benefits? Who do you think loses out? All right, so uh, for Nuke, I, I wouldn't doesn't affect the way I look at him much. I think he was going to get drafted mid to late first round, maybe early first round in some drafts. Uh, I think he still will, still should. He's a beast. Um, we know that. Uh, DJ, people are going to draft him second round. I wouldn't. Uh, he's one of those guys I really wouldn't touch till the third or fourth, and even then I think you're not going to get a lot of value out of him. Um, maybe I'm wrong for that. Maybe I just have a short memory, but dude's injured. And that team historically does not like to pass to its running backs too much. Um, they Mm -hmm. still have Duke Johnson, who's a good enough player to warrant some usage. And on top of that, uh, they don't love to run the ball inside the five. Um, they're actually way more apt to use Deshaun Watson to get into the end zone than the running backs. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I'm not too high on David Johnson either. I don't think I'll draft him very high. I am very interested in Arizona's offense. I think they've got a lot of weapons. Um, I don't think much changes for them losing David Johnson because they didn't really use him last year, especially in the end of the year. Um, 
I am a little worried about a guy like Christian Kirk, who I think thrived on getting so much um, of the target share. And I think some of that will be diminished a little bit because obviously you've got an elite wide receiver coming in. I think Hopkins will be very good. I think he won't be as good as he was with Deshaun Watson in previous seasons, but I still think he's an elite wide receiver. Um, And uh, I have my concerns about Christian Kirk and some of the other wide receivers just from a usage perspective. Um, I don't think anything else happens to the run game. I saw somebody uh, earlier, though, comparing Kyler Murray's potential this year with Lamar Jackson's capabilities last year. I'm not so sure I'm there yet, but I can understand why people are making comparisons in terms of a potential perspective. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I see that potential. Uh, I think the one big player that we haven't mentioned yet is Kenyon Drake. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be tempted to go all the way up to the second round to draft him, um, including myself, even though I think that's, <laughs> I think that's probably a mistake. Yeah. I'm not sold on him. I get he had that one beast game where he scored like four touchdowns last year, but it, he's been in the league for a long enough time where I'm not going to make a judgment like that. But with that being said, I'll still probably draft him way too high. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't think I'll be I'll be up there either with him. I, I he he kind of feels a little bit like Aaron Jones to me. That these people with really high potential games or potential for high scoring games, um, but maybe not someone who I think is going to deliver consistently. I also think it's tough owning any running back in a offense where the quarterback is able to rush the ball so well. And maybe that's also some of the issues with playing a running back in Houston. Not so much because I think Deshaun Watson has a tendency to take off a lot, but like you were saying in inside the five, when you are throwing the football and your quarterback can uh, scramble out of the pocket and, and run it in for himself, um, sometimes that takes some of the uh, potential away from your running backs. And we even saw that a little bit last year with Mark Ingram too, um, where he wasn't necessarily the most consistent running back. Um, whereas e- even while Baltimore's offense was, you know, phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it in terms of the, the major trade, obviously people have strong opinions on it and understandably so, because it was a very confusing trade. Um, I think Texans fans are mad. And I actually said earlier that I think this might be the finally, um, the punishment coming down the line for the Houston fans for, um, for the Astros cheating scandal. So that that's the only way I can rationalize that trade in my head. Yeah, so um, we'll move on, though. The, the next biggest uh, free agency move with respect to fantasy football, there were a lot of big moves today. Um, we're not necessarily saying that this is the second biggest move, but we're focused on the ones that are related to fantasy football. And so with that being said, Austin Hooper signing with the Cleveland Browns is a big move. Austin Hooper was, in my opinion, the most underrated tight end in fantasy last year. Um, He had some injury issues late in the season, but he was phenomenal. And I'm not sure that that will translate directly um, to him being a phenomenal tight end with the Browns, but I do think it has some interesting things um, down the line for Baker Mayfield and the offense in general. I think there are a lot of mouths to feed there, so it makes me interested again. I'm someone that is very cautious when it comes to target shares, Um, And that's why I even mentioned that with Hopkins and Kirk earlier. Uh, You know, he he seemed to have trouble spreading the ball around last year with Jarvis and Odell. And I don't know if this makes it worse or better yet. So what do you what are you thinking? Uh, I agree with you. I definitely think it hurts his stock pretty big time. I would say he might end up 
I would put him as a back end tight end one at the moment. That's what I'm thinking too. As opposed to being one of the, probably the first three or four who would have mm-hmm. been taken off the board if he had he stayed in Atlanta. But um, I agree with you about the Mouths defeat. I also I, I want to see what we see from Baker. He mm-hmm. obviously had a really bad year, and I, I'm I'm not totally sold on him. So Hooper. Uh, becomes a, like a lot of those tight ends that we've seen where they're, he's going to have good games, but I, I wouldn't necessarily trust him, and he's not someone I would want as my tight end. I would just take as my tight end. Yeah, I think I think he's falling into that range of, you know, I think that there is an area in the draft where you're willing to take a tight end, and then once you get down past that sixth to seventh uh, tight end, you're like, you know what, I might as well just wait at this point because the distance between the talent for the 6th-ranked tight end and the 10th-ranked tight end, which I can get, or the 12th if you're in a 12-team league or 14th, is not that far that it's worth it for me to expend a pick to pick a tight end. And so I think he's he's fallen into that range, whereas if he was in Atlanta next year, I think he would have been in that range of, this is somebody that it's worth it for me to go up and take because he is going to deliver me consistent fantasy points every week like he did last season. Um, and again, it's just such a hard thing right now with the Browns offense, knowing who is valuable enough. Obviously, they have the talent. These guys all would be, um, you know, I think even including Jarvis would be high round picks in other situations. Uh, I just don't know. And I mean, I think Jarvis is actually probably the best fantasy um, option in terms of consistency uh, on that team just because he gets so many receptions. But it's hard to pinpoint where those players should be going, I think. Yeah, and we're not just talking about uh, Jarvis and OBJ here. They have Kareem Hunt and mm-hmm. um, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's a lot of usage right there. And then you add the fact David Njoku's still there. I know he's not a great tight end, but he's going to warrant some playing time. Um, there's just a lot there, and I still think, until the Browns show me that they don't suck, I still think they suck. So... Until that happens, I don't see that offense supporting five uh, fantasy-relevant players. I don't see it. So Yeah, it's a good point. So we'll uh, just talk a little bit about some of the other signings, um, or at least we'll mention them. Um, so Hayden Hurst was traded, not signed. Um, Jimmy Graham signed with the Bears, and Case Keenum signed with the Browns. Um, I thought it was funny to mention that Case Keenum could be the quarterback of the Browns in week six. I'm mostly joking with that, but um, with the way people have knee-jerk reactions to bad quarterback play, you never know if we'll see Case Keenum in a game next year. Um, For Browns fans, hopefully not. But you mentioned five fantasy-relevant players and then also Baker Mayfield. Um, Maybe we throw Case Keenum in the mix. Um, I'm not actually saying that that would be a good idea. One of the other things I think that's worth mentioning is this uh, Stefan Diggs saga. We have no idea where he's going to go, um, but that's certainly something to monitor as we move along in this free agency period and up until the draft, see if, he, see if he's going to wind up getting moved somewhere and what that means for his value and what that means for the value of guys like Adam Thielen and other receivers in that offense who really have very limited value at this point. But yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Stefan Diggs, we'll have to wait on that. I, whenever that happens, that's going to be a big story. I think he's a beast, one of my favorite players. He's a Terp, so <laughs> always a big Maryland guy. Um, one of the players you mentioned that I uh, actually do feel somewhat bullish on is uh, Hayden Hurst. And um, I get he caught 30 balls last year, and but the whole time he was playing second fiddle to 
Andrew Andrews. Yeah. Andrews, yeah. And uh, with Lamar Jackson throwing to him, there's not much there. But I, I'm actually willing to say we mentioned Austin Hooper. I'm willing to say that Hayden Hurst will be a better fantasy tight end than Ooh, Austin Hooper. I like that take. Okay. And here's my reason why. He's one. He's going into his third year, I believe. Um, he's a first round talent. He got picked in the first round, which isn't nothing. Um, I get that he's not maybe performed to that level, but he's going to have much better opportunity, a better quarterback throwing to him in terms of passing. (laughs) Um, and he's going into the role that Austin Hooper played and we saw how good Austin Hooper was. And the way that offense is set up, there's so much focus on the outside with Julio and Calvin Ridley. I think the targets are there and he's got good hands and he'll make the catches. So we'll see. I like that take. I like it. I think that's a bold take, and that's something that I think is valuable for you guys to consider, both in um, season-long leagues, like one one year, and and then also in redraft leagues, and uh, and then also in dynasty leagues, because I, I know he is somebody that people have their eye on, and maybe more so now. Um, and then I think just to close off the show, we're just going to mention um, a few of the guys that have yet to be signed um, as of now, and some of the people that I think coming down the way are going to be really important and we'll obviously be here to keep you updated on as to where these guys are signing and also what this means from a fantasy football perspective. I think it's always important to be digesting what this information means, and if you can do so earlier rather than later is a, is a very good thing. So just a couple of the, the players yet to sign. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, well, we should see that somewhat soon. Um, there's speculation that it's down to the Patriots and the Buccaneers. Uh, we will see. Uh, Philip Rivers, I think the the speculation currently is for him to go to the Colts. Uh, we will also be seeing about that. Um, some other players not at quarterback. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman, who was cut today. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, Amari Cooper, and Robbie Anderson. So those are just some of the names. There will be other players being signed as well. Um, and we'll be sure to be here giving you our uh, perspective on what these signings mean from a fantasy perspective and and then onward from there then we move closer to the draft and we'll be here keeping you updated on the briefing jason uh thank you for joining me today and and, yeah it was fun this was good all right well good luck enjoy nfl free agency and stay safe out there